Welcome to me in. Ha-ha! It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour ya an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Cara Trust Inn. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Mike, and to my left we have... Hey, hey, this is Ryan. I'll be playing Kincaid the Sorcerer. Last episode, whilst in the dark forest, Kincaid found a dagger off the body of a zombie that was from his homeland. So that makes two things Kincaid has found from his homeland. It's just like, we're, we're getting into your backstory, I feel like. I think so. Hey, hey, this is Nick. <laughs> I uh, play Vato, the half-orc barbarian. And in last episode, uh, Vato loses his dad's pocket knife to one of those uh, forest creatures that steals shiny things. Hey, hey, it's Sam. And I am, <laughs> I'm playing Red, the elf formerly known as Woods. And she's really confused, right? A little ornery. She's having a hard time seeing in the forest. Her bow broke. Um, the dark woods are clearly affecting her um, and, and not in a good way. All right. So last we left off, we just finished a combat. I believe Vaso had fallen down on that combat, but was able to get back up with his relentless endurance. And I think, Kincaid, you had found the dagger. Yep. And the dagger. also a diary. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. I have that. It's yes. right here. Diary, comma, purple scarf with dagger from my homeworld. Yes, you picked up two things. The tree had dropped a diary, and then one of the ghouls had a dagger, and on the sheath of the dagger was the symbol of your people. Yes, I tried it. Tried it. Yep. I believe that is where we left off. All right. Uh, well, Vato is going to try to. I guess he's going to ask anybody. Does anybody have any healing potion? Um, fresh out. Um. Yeah, so, and then she's going to cast Cure Wounds only at first level, but she's going to do it twice for you. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'll take So one we're going to do 1d8. Oh, try that over here. Should have took the other roll. Um, 1d8 plus spellcaster. So six points on that one. Oh, and 11. Awesome. Thank that. you. And also, she's realizing she's the healer of the party. <laughs> um, and her cure wounds is all she knows how to do. So we're going to have to work on that next time. Kincaid is all offense. Yeah. Sorry. I, clearly, we're all all offense. <laughs> we're going to work on that. Um, she's like having these thoughts as she's sitting there, like casting the spell on her friend. And Vaso, go ahead and roll 2d20 for me. 2d20. Tell me the results. Or don't tell them. That might be more fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, great. Um, a one and a 15. Reroll the one for me. Uh, three. Okay. Slightly better. Interesting. He's, he's tracking your D20s for some reason. I know, right? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. This is a podcast. You can't see it. But he's got a list going of Nick's D20 rolls. And then underneath it, it just says red, meaning the character I'm playing, dash goddess and there's a bunch of little tiny stars all the way around it oh she's looking at my notes i also feel like <laughs> we need to get you a screen. yeah we, we need to get your uh one of those D screen remember that didn't i get you, you one for your birthday yeah, yeah you did. Too, actually 
But it just makes it, just it more fun. Nothing. The <laughs> thing that makes me a little bit more sad is he wrote red, but before that he wrote my name, Sam. But I think he spelled it wrong because did you write same as a yeah, I just kept putting an E in the end. <laughs> and then he crossed it out. So it makes me really happy that he knows how to spell my name. Or maybe it's Sammy. Sammy. No, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Two people here. in my life call me that. Oh. And he's not and one that's, of them. You're not, you're not <laughs> no, special. Not enough. Them. Okay. So I guess while Basso's being healed up, I'm going to be scouting ahead a little bit. Okay. Just making sure there's nothing coming. Anything in particular you're looking for, just enemies? Enemies, yeah. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, clearly I'm not focused on looking at enemies. Um, nine. You don't really notice anything out in the woods, so you feel like you are more secluded at this point. Do I have a sense of how much further we're into the woods now from our campsite? You guys were trying to follow that rat for quite a bit and it didn't necessarily run in a straight line. So you're kind of a little bit lost, but go ahead and roll a survival. <laughs> cool. We'll see if you can pick up how deep you are in the woods. I, three plus something. Are we all yeah, I just Cheryl? have no. You're not quite sure. Okay. I have no idea where we are. That is up to you guys. Great. He was particularly looking around, trying to catch his bearings. So I'm more of a water person. Than you are a woods person. In more ways than one. Okay. You would know that you walk. <laughs> I'm a little hurt. I'm a red person now. Um, and you would know that you had ran away from the water. Like, you do know that you're further from the we're, river. We're than in when you start. Yeah, you're in deeper. All right, so red is going to stand up and just try to get her bearings and... A lot has happened, so she's going to roll perception as well. Go ahead and roll at a disadvantage. Oh, great. 13. What are you trying to perceive first? I want to see what direction we came from and what direction the monsters that were attacking us were coming from. I'm going to say with your 13, you're trying to piece all that together, but you're kind of distracted, which is why you had disadvantage. And the reason is, is because when you casted your cure wounds, you felt your goddess's presence, but she seems, lack of a better word, extremely depressed. Lucha? Lucha. The so moon like, goddess? Yeah. So okay. you can really sense her presence right now. Like, it's a really strong presence, but it's also a very strong, sad presence. Well, this is not good because I'm a little sad. So, so um, this is probably why your character has been a little bit confused, sad, yeah, and distracted. Yeah, there's definitely, emotionally, there's a lot of things going on with Red. Currently, And the fact that she's like referring to herself as red. Also, she doesn't feel like herself. Okay, guys. Uh, so uh, I think this is the way. I think we just, we have to find more of these monsters, right? Like that's the plan is just to kill all the monsters. Or at least clear out the woods for whatever's might be haunting it. Go ahead, Vaso and Woods make a history check. Uh, six. 14. Woods, you're still a little bit distracted because you're a goddess. You can basically hear her starting to cry now oh. a little bit, like in oh the gosh. back of your mind. So you're really distracted. But Vaso, you notice that the dark shards from the creatures that you have killed aren't disappearing. Normally when you guys are killing Danoa, the dark shards over time would slowly dissipate, disappear. And that's not happening. Oh, and I'll point that out. I'll be like, hey guys, um, these dark shards aren't disappearing. They normally disappear, right? Yeah, I know. There's, this is. Um, are, we're, we, are we in between planes? Like, we didn't leave our plane, right? Like, you, this isn't Dorma. And she's going to look at Vaso because he spent the most of the time there. Okay, so how does Vaso feel? Irrit irritable. And your head's starting to buzz a little bit. Your skin's kind of tingling. And you very much feel kind of like you did in Dorma. Okay. What is the matter with you two? I just, and she's going to, again, she like puts her hand on her forehead and she's going to look at Vaso. But like, but when I was in Dorma, the, 
the first time in the cave, like it was warm and welcoming. And I don't, man, I don't feel like that. Like, or not answer my question. I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm just scouting. No, come back. Come yeah, just, and then you you all figure your torchy stuff out. I'm gonna make sure we don't get surprised attacked. This isn't, but this is more than that. It's not just torchy stuff. Like this is what and we're I'm, doing. I'm casting bonfire right in front of me, so I can have some light. Okay, so you have a nice big bonfire in the middle of the cave. You're probably wait. We're in a cave. No, middle of the field. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so you it's, cast a, it's a five foot cube. So it's not like again college okay. party bonfire. Perfect. Big, lots Just of light a source. Campfire. Oh, one a half fire. Okay, you're halving it. All right, yeah, you get some light source in this field, which is that's highlighting that the dark shards aren't dissipating, but you can now see a good perimeter around, and you feel like nothing's sneaking up on you. Okay. Do you I mean do you think this is normal? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like it. Yeah, but we didn't go through a rift. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I, I don't know. <sighs> All right. Well, but I, I think we need to. <clears throat> I mean, I. I God, I, I don't know. Let me. Where's that? Is that rat still near around here? <laughs> no. Oh, that okay. rat kept running. Yeah, you're not going to get it back, bud. As soon as you guys got into combat, it didn't slow down. It, okay. um, hey, Kincaid. Yeah. All right. I feel like we need to we need to make a plan. We got to clear the forest, right? We've already done a pretty good job, and she's looking around at all the dark shards. So. Do we need to collect these dark shards? I don't know what you do with these shards. I don't. We usually collect the light ones. The gold ones we collect, but we've never collected the dark ones before. They have always just disappeared. Do you think we should collect these since they're not disappearing? Does that cause you all concern? Vasta's going to walk up to one of them and just, I guess, just pick it up. Does he feel anything? It feels like when you pick up a a light shard, just it's a dark shard. I don't know if I want to put these in my bag. Um, I mean, I can put them. I I can put them in my bag. Okay. I, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. And then I think we need to... So I have three shards. Did the tree leave a shard? So the tree, when it shattered, had fell into multiple shards. So I'd say there's probably about seven or eight different shards. Now, Vasa and Woods, and probably Kincaid, you might know this, but if you remember in the lore of this world that some of the larger Genoa, when they die, they drop multiple shards. Okay. Probably multiple things making them up. Yeah. Are you putting all of them in your bag? I guess so, since no one else wants to. It'd be a pretty tight fit because you don't have a bag of holding, right? Unless you want to give me one. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have a backpack. Okay. Backpack, satchel, I don't know. Sure. You'd probably have fit them all in there. But backpack? Vasso would take a couple. Okay. He just all right. To... He's lighting my load. Thank you. I mean, I feel like we're in deep already. Like, are you well enough to keep going? Or do you need yeah. to? Yeah, let's go. Because um, your friend might be out here somewhere, right? Didn't some light dude? Touch you, yeah. I don't yeah, know if he's Bato, our friend. kind of well, like he didn't. Yeah. kind of irritable him. and like he's he's ready to go. Like he's well, let's. <laughs> are you ready to go? Yeah, Red? no, the, yeah. The faster we can get this done, the faster we can get out of here. And yeah. Do you remember which way the rat went? Um, can we figure that out? Look for. Can you look for tracks or something? Uh, yeah, I can absolutely do that. Uh, forests are my favorite terrain. Yep, get advantage. Ooh, um, p- uh, what is investigation? Uh, survival. Since Ooh, you're trying to track even an animal. Better. Uh, 23. I would say, yes, you'd be able to see a trail from where it ran off to. Okay. Uh, this way. Follow me. And we're nope. going to, and then I'm ready in action. I'm going to have my bow out, ready to go in case we see something. I'm, are you going to lead the way with your bonfire? Is your bonfire traveling? Like in my mind, it's just. No, I was just, while we were healing, just okay. have some extra light. Um, we can make some torches oh, if you want yeah. to. Or yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Before yeah. I extinguish it. Yeah, let's for sure make torches. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry. Also, Let me turn the lights yeah. down. Sorry, you wonder why I said yes. Mike has these um, little, what do you call these, tea lights? Yep. And also little stands that kind of look like printed torches. little tiny torches for us to handle and walk through. Okay, so we have our little torches. We've gusted out the bonfire. Basso, lead the way. Oh, um, I'm in. Okay. All right. I'm holding the dagger, by the way. Okay. Thinking Just, on it holding it. Yeah. Vaso, go ahead and roll a dexterity check. I don't know what else to have you do. Oh. Uh, two, and I add my dexterity. Yep. So four total. All right. So you guys start down the path following this rat trail. Vaso's leading the way. And then pretty soon you can't see the rat trail anymore, but you're just seeing Vaso's footprints. We don't see Vaso? No, you see Vaso. Okay. He's just been trampling all over the trail, and you guys are have lost rat's trail. Like we went in a circle or something? Like, I probably should have gone first. Like, the ranger probably should have went first. Yep. That's right. Mm. It's fine. Okay. Well, okay. Um, God, she's so annoyed. Um, Can we... Vasto's just gonna keep going. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's, why are we here? Again. Why we gotta are kill. We, here? we gotta kill all the Denoa. Okay, well, let's go find them. Yeah, let's why go. Why are we looking probably, for a rat? There's probably... Because the rat gonna us. lead us there to them. I don't... Okay. I didn't think of that. <laughs> We could probably resummon the rat if you want to put out a the diary or something. Shiny object. Can we can we get a if we get a bunch of people, we probably can't handle that, right? And she's looking at Vasa, who's half dead. We probably couldn't create like a large diversion to have all these things come towards us, right? We want to kind of pick them off one by one. The Denoa. Yeah, the Denoa. Um, probably one by one. Okay, so let's go. Find Given them. we don't know what else is in. Yeah. This place. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna. I'm going to. Um, give me that. Who has the? Give me something shiny. Uh, here's a diary that I don't care Perfect. about. <laughs> I'm gonna like kind of just <laughs> hold it out of my hand and like walk around with it out. Okay. Can I <laughs> go ahead and roll a perception check as you're walking around carrying a diary in your hand? Uh, twenty-one. As you are walking around carrying the diary, it's kind of flickering in the light, and you see that the diary is the property of Blake Merle, the renowned druidic healer of the Purple Blades. Oh, and I wrote that down before. We should have read the diary. Okay. Does anything come out to try to get the diary? How long are you waiting for? Until something comes out. Then <laughs> something definitely comes out. Great. You start hearing some growling coming from the trees about twenty feet away. Okay. And then you hear some growling coming from the trees about 20 feet away to your left. And then some growling coming from the trees 20 feet to your right. Great, we're surrounded. And then growling coming about 20 feet away from you from the back. Mm. Perfect. We waited too long. Four on three. Uh, is going to take his torch and he's going to throw it in one direction toward the growling you want to see. As you toss the torch, you see that a demonic-looking two-headed dog is staring at you with beady eyes, and as soon as you toss the torch, it just starts lunging forward at you. We can go ahead and roll initiative. This is the episode we all die, by the way. (laughs) If you pet his belly, he might like you. I have a 14. Uh, 19. Oh, I should probably roll. Uh, 17 plus something. Sorry, I'm not on my modifiers today. 19. Probably because your sheet's tucked away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Too many papers. You do have a lot of things over there. Well, I'm a spellcaster. I got a... Caster spells. Got a, yes. <laughs> All right. I got a 19. I got a 14. What'd you get, Vaso? Uh, 19. <clears throat> I'll let you go first, being the Barbarian. That's gentleman sorcerer. <laughs> and my enemies get a 20. Makes sense. They're attacking you now. You guys are waiting. They're yeah. setting many, up their ambush. How many enemies do you need? I'm just going to have all go on enemy one. So 
two of my death dogs are going to attack Basso. Uh, does a 16 hit your armor class? Uh, yes. Okay. Take three piercing damage. Oh, it's not bad. And it's kind of holding you. Like grappling. Yep. It's like grabbing. Like you put your arm out. I'm guessing it grabbed your arm. Yeah. Okay. And since it's holding you, the other one's going to get advantage on its 17. Yeah, that hits. Eight piercing damage. It's a little bit more significant. And dies again. another one's going to come out of the uh, wood line and attack red. 16 to hit. That hits. All right. Six piercing damage. All right. Another one comes out to attack red. Uh, 12. Misses. All right. So that one comes up. but can't quite get lined up, but it is uh, in melee with you. So we got two in melee with Vasa, two in melee with Red. And Kincaid, you're kind of off to the side, not quite in melee combat. Okay. Vasa. They don't like the taste of salt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A little salty over here. A little here. fishy. Okay. So Vasa, he's, he's mad, so he's going to go ahead and go into rage. Sounds good. Um, immediately. <laughs> So he's got one guy that's grappled to him, and then the other guy is attacking him. So he's gonna he's gonna try to swing the guy that's grappled onto him off. He wants to get him off first. Okay, so you're gonna try to string off. So let's go ahead and roll strength checks, competing strength checks. You have advantage because you are in rage. Natty twenty. Nice. <laughs> yep. You easily throw the dog off, and it's gonna actually hit the other dog. So they are both kind of pushed back about ten feet, and they're prone. Okay, and then he's going to run up and swing away. All right, sounds good. Go ahead and roll with your axe. Yeah, uh, 16. 16 hits. And 12. Um, Eight damage. Takes a pretty meaty chunk out of that one, but it is still on the ground just waiting. Um, Were you enraged? Yeah. Did you add your two? Yep. Okay. Um, So I think that's the end of my turn because I used to get him off if it was that a turn so or? i've been trying to play and i think i was going to make it a house rule. i just haven't put it on there yet that skill checks will be bonus actions so like you trying to break the grapple would just be a bonus action so you still have your full action which is uh you get multi-attack so you can okay. attack again yep i'm gonna go ahead and attack again speaking of the hounds um 17 you hit uh, 14 damage. Go ahead and roll a d6 for me. I like all these random dice rolls. I know. Five. Where the dog had bit you, you look down and you see some of the skin around that bike mart is starting to fleck off as you take two points of damage because you have resistance right now because you're raging. It's like a necrotic type damage. Kincaid. Kincaid is going to firebolt one of the dogs on red. He may feel a little bad that, you know, it didn't go for him. She's got two on him. Um, okay, so range spell attack. 20, non-natural. All right, that hits. 14 damage. Oh, man, you guys deal so much damage. I love it. The ones that's closest to red, the one that kind of grabbed onto her, just gets blasted and lets go. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to move away like 30 feet. Okay, so putting some distance between you and the But still enemies. within like 60 feet. Sounds good. That's all I can, that's all I got that's right now. That's all you got right now. So I'm... Grappled with one dog? Nope. King K just blasted that one off of you with his firebolt. Um, I give you a little s- Tim the Tool Man thanks. salute. So you're still in <laughs> melee, but with two of them. Red's going to open a rift. Okay. You're going to open a rift? Yep. I'm going to open a rift, and I'm going to do it at the second level. And I want to open the rift, and I want to like open it so they run into it. like Almost like a portal kind of a situation. These dogs. Okay. So you're going to try to open a rift. So the dog goes into it. All right, so basically right between you and the, the dog. dog. Okay, yep. sounds good. Um, my next question is, can I open a rift and close it in the same turn? If it, like, if I open it, they go through it, can I close it again? 
Yes, because it's a bonus action to use the yeah. Gift of Light and Gift of Darkness spells. Okay, so, so I'm going to kind of taunt the dog so it kind of tries to get it to run towards me. And Here, then gonna, kitty, kitty, kitty. Like yeah. That. And then I'm going to open the rift in front of it. Um, so I'm going to do it twice. So five damage. Does that open? Yep, that opens a rift. And it looks nice and sunny outside. Inside the rift, it looks sunny. Inside the rift, it looks sunny. Freaking Endorma. How did that happen? And she's like, um, okay. So she realizes this and does not want to send a death dog back to Ivana. So she's going to close it. Don't worry about closing it. Before you close it, you notice that as soon as the rift opens, it slowly starts to close on its own. Okay. Like it wasn't, I couldn't keep it open enough. You might put that together. Okay. Um, uh, so you don't have to close it. It's going to stay open for a turn. If okay. you want to close it, you can. Yeah. But it is going to close by the, the start of your next turn. Okay. I'm going to leave it. To me, it feels like a, she opened it. She sees the sun, and then she realizes it's starting to shrink back. Like, she yep, can't exactly. hold it open long enough, partly because she's this is the first time she's done it consciously. Uh, guys, um... We're definitely in Dorma. And she's going to grab her bow and she's going to shoot the closest death dog she can see. Okay. So you're going to take a step back to get around the rift so you yeah. can shoot the death dog. Um, 12. That misses. All right. She's going to attack again. Um, that's going to hit with a 22. Yep. That hits. Five damage. Has this dog been hit before? It has. It's the one that got hit with the uh, firebolt. Add another seven to that. So 12 damage. Yep. All right, this dog is not looking too hot. It's got a big singe mark on one side. Dog. It's not a hot dog. It's not a hot dog. <laughs> How to, and she she is just like staring at Vaso like I we're in Dorma and she is very confused. Enemy number 1. My two dogs that are attacking Vaso are just going to continue to attack Vaso. First dog 19 to hit. That hits. 3 piercing damage. Uh that total. That's total. So okay. half of that would be 1. And then the second one a non-natural 20 to hit, and that's seven piercing damage. So three. All right. Dogs that are attacking red are going to attack her. Great. X. Yeah. You just attacked for about the same damage that Kincaid did, so it wouldn't change. 14. Misses. And the next one, 22. That hits. Six piercing damage. Did Vaso see her op- uh, woods or red open the rift? That is up to you. If you want to have seen it, you can. If you want to play that you didn't see it because you're enraged, you can do that. I'll leave that decision to you. She also yelled it. I did oh, say. You did. I oh, did yeah, say we're did. in Dorma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I looked over and I saw the Yeah, rift, you saw so. the sun coming yeah. through, so. Okay, so he is just going to attack again. Uh, 19. That definitely hits. Uh, 7 damage. Okay. And then he's just going to attack again. Uh, 24. That still hits. And 13 damage. You destroy one of the two that are on you. Okay. And it falls into a dark shard. All right. Um, Still have one that's attacking you currently. Cool. Cool. Okay. (laughs) All right. One down. One more to go. (laughs) I love that you're our tank. Me too. Um, So we got one on Vaso and two on Woods. Two on Red. Yep. Has the other one that was attacking Vaso been injured? Not yet. So only two have been only two have been injured. One of those is now dead. All right. I'm casting Magic Missile. Ooh. Ooh guaranteed hit. Uh, first level. 
I'm going to have two darts hit the one that Basso's facing and then one on the injured one. Okay, sounds good. Woods. All right, so we'll do Basso's dog first. Four. Oh, it sucked. Uh, six damage and then five damage on the injured one that Woods is. Do you get your spellcasting modifier on those or is it just the straight D4? It says 1d4 plus 1 force damage. Okay, must not be then. It was an action. You still have a bonus action move. Um, I don't think I have any bonus spells. So you have your sorcery, sorcery points, point. which yeah. allows you to do quickening, which lets you cast spells as a bonus action. I think it's two sorcery points or something. Yeah, two sorcery points change a cast time to a bonus action. So if you wanted to, you have six sorcery points right now. I do. All right, then I I will use some sorcery points, and I'm going to help Vaso out because I know he's taking a lot of damage. I'm going to do Frostbite. Ooh. So the target must make a constitution saving throw. So he gets advantage because I'm more than five feet, so with I'll that... Have, I'll have disadvantage. Okay. Uh, 14. That meets. Ties go to the attacker. So he failed, so he takes 2d6 cold damage and has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll. All right. Six. Shoot. Drop my dice. <laughs> it's a five. Do you want to look? No, that's fine. I Eleven. That was your first mistake. <laughs> five. That's what you pick. Oh, it's it was a D six. Okay. Is that right? <laughs> so that one has disadvantage. Disadvantage. On. Okay. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Okay. And that ends my turn. Okay. So, um, she's gonna. She's scrambling right now. She's gonna cast Rift Stitch. Okay. We're in. We're in Denoa. I'm sorry. We're. We're in Denoa. <laughs> I'm so like confused. She's. We're in Dorma, and she's just gonna try. Like she's so confused on how she got here. We didn't go through a rift. We didn't go through a like. So she's really confused on how the planes are like melding together. So she's just gonna. She's panicking, and this is what she's gonna do. So she's gonna cast it again at second level four total, and she's just kind of in the middle, just <laughs> just seeing what happens. Just seeing what happens. All right. So I'm going to say your rift creation that you had created is starting to dwindle. Uh-huh. Then you cast your rift stitch spell uh-huh. and you see it's starting to close that rift the rest of the way. Okay. But right before it gets to being closed completely, you see a bright light kind of emerge from like what had happened was that light being that Vasa had ran into dove through the rift right before it closed. Oh, so it left Dorma? No, it entered, entered into Dorma. It came back? The light being that Vaso saw, uh-huh. you guys haven't seen yet, okay. has just entered the battlefield through your rift. Okay. I'm even more confused, but he's here now, so that's fine. <laughs> um, sh- okay. So she doesn't think that did anything. She's really, again, confused um, and is going to, I guess, just shoot an arrow. Actually, she's going to do nothing. I take that back. She is very confused um, and kind of losing it a bit. So her turns over. As soon as this golden figure enters the battlefield, it's kind of dove through, so it's laying on its side. You guys notice that all three of the dogs that are still up immediately take note of this bright figure that just entered the battlefield. And they immediately just, all three of them, turn and start running towards this new figure that is here. And it is now a three-on-one battle with that light being that's laying on his back trying to defend itself. You see it reaching for its sword, but it's definitely getting overwhelmed. And that's what's happening on the enemy's turn. Okay. So we should probably go help it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Pro- probably. Yeah. Well, okay. you, you lead the way. 
Yeah, it's your friend. <laughs> no, I mean, well, it's, it's, it's just, your turn, yeah. and it's your friend. So you yeah. Know. So Vasto is going to follow the Danoa and um, I get just attack him. Okay, I'll sounds good. High. You have advantage on these attacks. Uh, twenty. Not natural. All right, twenty. You definitely hit it. Uh, eight damage. It takes the hit, but doesn't really seem to react to it. It is primarily focused on this light being it's currently attacking. Picture like a wild animal that's grabbing into something. You hit it, but it just doesn't even like care. It's just too centrally focused. Okay. Uh, just gonna swing at it again. Advantage again. Yep. It's It's not paying attention to you, so you have all the time to line up your shot as as you want, which is why you're getting advantage. Uh, fifteen. That hit? Yes, it does. And a 11 damage. That one perishes. So another one is down. And am I within five feet of the other two? Yes, you are. Good. All up in so the everybody business. gets advantage nice. on the attacks. Um, I'm not going to waste any more spell slots. So I'm just going <laughs> to keep casting a firebolt. I get advantage too. Yep. <laughs> um, I rolled a one and a nine. <laughs> uh, but that nine is actually a 17. Plus eight modifier. Well, plus six and then my... Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yep. I didn't. All right. We did the first, I think, the first couple of sessions. We yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't know what this whisper is. Six damage. You're going to kill the one that was attacking red. It was already pretty low on oh, damage. Thank you. That's the one that you targeted at Snouch. Just one of the dogs left and the light being. And he's starting to get his footing now that he's not being mauled in multiple directions. Okay. Um, I'm going to just take my bow out and shoot, pump two arrows into the last dog. Okay. I got advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 for the first hit. 12 and another four. Yeah, 16 damage. Because we're also high. I keep thinking it's ooh, <laughs> to hit. <laughs> 27 to hit. That hits. And three, seven damage. Doesn't quite down it, but it does get enough of the energy out of the death dog that the light being is able to regain its composure. And then as it stands up, it unsheaths and just slices through the dog with its brilliant blade. Kincaid, go ahead and roll a perception check. I like this game. Uh, at advantage or no? Yes, at asking. advantage. Doesn't matter. I rolled a four <laughs> and a four. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seven, I think. You don't notice anything particular at this point. Eight, if that makes any difference. My favorite thing about tonight is Ryan keeps flipping his page back and forth. <laughs> I got two. Yeah, I got like all my spells. It. I got well, you know, I got I, love, I got stuff. I love it. I got my notes wide open. I know. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you'd, I think you wanted us to read your notes. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, so we are now out of combat. There's a light being that is getting its composure, standing at this point in the middle of all of you. I'm going to approach the light being. Hi. Hi. Um, and she's going to put her hands up, like, so he knows, like, kind of like she isn't going to do any harm to him. Um, ha, ha, thank you. As you are approaching, it kind of melds in front of you into the shape of a elf. 
Uh, okay. Hi. Thank you. It just bows. Um, she's going to bow back. And Vasa is going to be, thanks. Uh, good to see you again. Can I get your name this time? As it turns to Vaso, it looks much more intrigued. And as it's walking towards you, it transforms from a elf into a little halfling. And then walks over and puts their hand on your pocket. And so his hand just on my pocket. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Like Vato is like he, he doesn't know what to do. He's just kinda like looking down, like just kinda confused. Like after a second you realize that you had put the ring that you had found in your pocket. Oh. So he's gonna reach in, gonna pull it out, and he's gonna look at it and maybe give it to the to the guy. To the lightning? Yeah. The lightning puts their hand out for you to put the ring in their hand. Yeah. And then they kinda hold it close to their chest and it starts to glow a little bit and then they look at it and then hand it back to you. And now it's a ring that's glowing a little bit. Oh. Put it on, put it on, put it on. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Vasa Vasa's gonna put it on. Okay. It magically resizes to fit your hand. You're supposed to say I do. <laughs> I think that's how this works. And I don't know how to explain it, but your AC is gonna go up by one. Oh okay. you've just acquired a ring of protection. All right. Oh, Protection. Um, do I just feel stronger? Or? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe your skin feels tougher because you're unarmored right now. You're I barbarian. picture like watching you slide it on your finger, and all of a sudden, your whole like this little like, glowing film kind of goes over your entire body, and then like just like disappears. Like you have this little like maybe like the light from the ring yeah. goes through your veins. Yeah. yeah, like you just yeah you have this little like film of protection on you that we can't see now. Nice. Okay. And I did forget. Red, you had the diary, right? I had the diary in my hand, yeah. Okay. Earlier, yeah, because I was using it to, like, glow. What had, what had happened to that diary uh, when you got attacked? We'll say you dropped it because I forgot that you had it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I probably would have. You know, when the combat started, you might yeah, have just no, dropped I probably, it. To... Yeah, I dropped it or I would have thrown it in my bag. Okay. Sounds good. Should we go back and look for the diary? Uh, I, I don't know what to think. King K is just looking at the corpses right. to see if more light shards fell or other trinkets fell. All right, so go ahead and roll a perception check. Bad at these today. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. No, you're kind of distracted by the light person. You're trying to do this, but something keeps drawing you back to this golden light that you're seeing. You're not quite sure, but something keeps pulling your attention. You just can't quite connect the dots. Connect the dots. Yep. So Vato, he can he? I, I want to roll a history check, um, and I want him to see if. He remembers um, studying anything about light beings back at the order. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so 13 total. Yeah, I don't think you would have read anything about light beings. Even with a 13 roll, there's just not much research on light beings because this is the first time you guys have even seen one or heard of one. Okay. Is the light being still in front of us? It is. It's kind of just staying there looking at Vaso. Um, talk, to, talk to it. Uh, okay. I, I don't think he talks. Um, Give so him something else. He's going to search his body. <laughs> Does he have anything um, else on him? Uh, so she's going to roll. Can I go through my bag? Um, do I find the diary in my bag? Yes. You find the diary in your bag. I'm going to give it to Vaso to All give right. it to him. And then he's just going to kind of maybe hand it to him. As you're holding the diary out, the halfling figure transforms into a half orc. And then same thing, reaches its hands out waiting for you to place the diary in its hands. And then he hands it back. Same thing, yep. He puts it to their heart, it glows a little bit, and then hands it back to you. Okay, I'll, I'll grab it, and anything happen? No, nope, nothing happens. 
I'm going to open the diary. Okay. And was there anything in there? Any? There are some words in there, just like you would expect to see in a diary. We don't know what was in there before. <laughs> so we didn't read it. We never opened it. We respected the privacy. Of the diary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll, I'll read the first couple lines, see if it says anything. Like how many, how, how many words are in there? I mean, it's pretty much 492. like 492. It's pretty much like a three quarter full diary. So like... As okay. you're flipping through the pages, the last quarter of it are blank. But the first passage that you read is talking about Blake Merle used to live in Black Bay Harbor, but his high-class parents disapproved of his lover as she was just a small-town girl that didn't know how to read or write. So she chose to leave her family. So I'm going to look at this bean, and I am going to ask him, are you Blake Merle? It's going to bow really deeply with like a little hand gesture. Okay. Um, Woods is going to ask if she can see the diary, like put her hand out to have the diary back. I'll hand it to you. Um, okay, so she wants to, um, the fact that it was from like Black Bay Harbor and things like that, so she wants to kind of investigate a little bit more and read a little bit more into it. Okay. Are you just going to pick a random page or are you going to? No, I'm going to start at the beginning. Okay, so you're going to be reading for a while then? Yeah. Okay, we'll come circle like back okay. around. Kincaid's starting to see a pattern. You know, he just sits there and observes. So he's going to approach the light being with the dagger that he found. As you approach the light being with the dagger, the being turns from a half-orc into a elf. Okay. But this elf looks different than the one you saw before. Now what stands out to you is that the sword that he had just sliced the death dog with was more like a dagger and had a little frill scarf on the end of it. And it looks very similar to the dagger that you're holding. Can I ask if he was a member of the Purple Blade? Same thing. He does a really deep bow. Are you from this homeworld or are you from this one and points at the trident? He looks confused by the question because he's looking around and it's dark. Okay, I ask, do you know this? And he points at the trident. And he points at his sword. Like, gives like a thumbs up. I'll just do it back, yeah. All right. Are you going to try to hand him the sword or no? Yeah, I was offering him the the dagger. So same thing. It'll put its hands out, try to get you to present it. But it's to its heart, starts to glow, and hands it back to you. And I don't know how else to describe it other than the blade seems very sharp. And you seem to know how to wield this dagger very well. Okay. And it is a plus two magic dagger. Cool. So when you said he turned into an elf that I didn't recognize, like how so? So, so far you guys have seen an elf originally when Woods was talking to it. And then it transformed into a halfling when Vaso had the ring. Then it turned into a half orc. And then it turned into an elf, which all four of those are were different, like different body types. Different builds. people. Yep, different people. Does Vaso remember back in um, the town, like when people were coming up, um, asking about or saying like, if you run in, run across this, like this object, or I think there was like a pocket watch or like there was a bunch of random requests yep. like to look out for. Do I remember who asked, like, can I, do I oh, remember like, yeah. was that person an elf or a halfling or? Everyone was dwarfs that you were asking because you were in the dwarven okay. town. I guess there was only dwarven. There. No, yeah. good. I like where heads at though. Oh, that was good, D and D. Go ahead and roll a history check. And uh, red, you can roll one as well. Uh, Ten. 
16. With the 10 and a 16, I'm giving you a little bit of a boost because you were Nomis's roommate. Earlier, last episode, we had talked about you guys already know the Purple Blades a little bit because Nomis liked to tell the folk tales of the Purple Blades. So you guys are aware that the Purple Blades was an adventuring party, but they weren't part of the Order of Light. But they were an adventuring party that was of pretty good renown. But you will remember that that party disappeared about 30 years ago. And I remember this, like we yeah. both. With your 16, I think you would remember some of the stories. And are they like, so, and she's gonna look at Vaso, like, are they here? Like, did, did this place, and she, now she turns a light figure, did this place kill your, the, the purple blades? And with that, it takes a deep bow. Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master at Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode.